0: Episode number 204 for December 2012. The Spider Man Space podcast is sponsored by MailOrderComics.com. They have today's comics at yesterday's prices with discounts that start at 38 and they go up to 75% off the cover price of new comics and trades. An example on this episode is on Superior Spider Man number 3. In this one, our good friend Carly Cooper may have just figured out the new Spider Man's identity. The cover price is $3.99. Mail order has it for just $2.47, which is 38% off the cover price. So check them out at mailordercomics.com. Happy holidays, Girl Spacers, to our December show. Let me introduce the panel who we've got this month. JR, Mr. Chris Kringle himself. JR, you got all the uh, the shopping done for the wife.
1: Christmas is a humbug.
0: <laughs> you got any gifts bought yet, JR? Well,
1: well, they're the one that should be getting me gifts. I've been paying the bills all year. You know. <laughs> you know shit. Why should I give them anything more at Christmas time? I've been doing it the rest of the eleven months. They owe me this month. There you go.
0: I I think a gift would be a four dollar comic. That's a pretty pricey gift. <sighs>
1: I don't know either that or a $12 action figure, right?
0: Oh my God, those legends at Walmart are like $14, $15 now. I wish those kids would get off my lawn, too. I mean, damn. (laughs) (laughs) Well, happy holidays, JR. We also have Kevin. Welcome, Kev.
2: Hey, um, i got to apologize right off the top. I realize I'm a bad Spider-Man podcaster today because I accidentally wore my Superboy shirt.
3: super
2: proud. I'm so sorry.
0: I, I, wore a, I wore a Batman shirt yesterday, so it's even or even. Ha!
4: <laughs> well, we'll be we'll be okay as long as
0: he rolls.
1: doesn't punch a wall. <laughs> as,
0: as long as he doesn't what? Punch, punch a, a wall. wall. Punch a wall. There you go. Or yell, Miss Tesbacher.
5: Have you been Do you know? Wall? Do you know what that's a reference to, Brad? <laughs> the the I have
0: no. Is, is it a Pink Floyd reference? <laughs>
5: <laughs> okay, back at, back during um, Infinite Crisis, they explained that every single continuity error that happened between, like, 1986 and 2005 was caused by Superboy Prime punching a wall, and, like, because he was in this other dimension, and when he punches these walls, it basically, like, sends reality-changing shockwaves.
0: From, like, the windows to the wall?
5: Well, like, you know, okay, <laughs> <laughs> Jason Todd is back from the dead because cause Superboy Prime punched a wall.
0: Well, Spider-Man got hit in a brick with a, in his head and missed his wedding. Yeah.
2: Marvel has a move too. DC's got Superboy walls. Marvel's got devil bricks. It's all good. Now in a Aunt May having
0: We'll get to that later. Uh- Ant <laughs> oh. May having sex. Donovan, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> Excuse
3: me. <laughs> I don't know. That's a horrible segue. Well, actually, I'm not. I'm not Donovan. I'm Otto Octavius. I switched brains, and now his life is mine. Wah ha ha. Uh, you getting christmas shopping done done any spider gifts you want this year oh gosh i have i have a lot of oh you know actually i I don't have the movie yet so i wouldn't like in the uh, dvd cool cool welcome chris
0: chris is on the line
4: i was gonna say super boy t-shirts what about chris was right t-shirts oh Uh. that's what everybody should be wearing you're not worthy
0: Speaking of the devil, Josh, I think you actually have a Chris was right t-shirt, right?
5: Oh, Brad, stop being such a buddy-duddy. No (laughs) one's going to know we did this before the podcast. Oh, God! (laughs) Our little secrets. I'm out. Oh, why are you all so grossed out? That's all your imaginations, but, um... (laughs) <laughs> um, I, but right now, I am. Um, I'm not wearing a wedding dress, but I am wearing, and I, I really am. This is not a joke. I ordered this from Cafe Press. I am wearing my Chris was right shirt. Woo! And, yeah,
0: Chris. It's my. In case you're wondering, Chris it, predicted it. How many months out did you predict that? Uh, I uh, switch of Otto Octavius and and Peter Parker's brain. I made.
4: Uh, I looked it up because uh, the first time that I had said something about it was on on the message board, and it. And, was on the message board, it was time-stamped. So if anyone wants to claim to be the originator of this theory, they have to beat September 21st, 2012, at 7.05 p.m., whatever time zone the board is set to. I think it's in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean.
5: <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's where Otto Octavius's brain is. That's, that's his w-
4: underwater base.
5: W- there you go. I was at Lego a- Land. I just- I was at Legoland with one of the kids, and, uh, like, this guy turns to me and says, so who was Chris? Because I was wearing the shirt, and I said, he's the guy who was right.
0: <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. I tell you what, um, that uh, – I'm glad that I was a bit wrong in the alpha. I'm glad alpha had nothing to do with anything. Hey, right.
4: there's still another issue left. I mean
0: – It could all go to hell, can Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
4: hey if I'm right for like two issues in a row that that's fine. As long as I'm right that's all I care about. It
0: dude it's all good. You you win. You win. Uh we're going to get to the review of 697, uh, 698 I mean. We got to get through 697 first. And Don's got this. Give me a little pro con and grade on this one, Don. What what went down?
3: Uh just briefly what happened was that uh last issue on the Amazing Spider-Man the two hobgoblins were chasing Max Modell and Peter, and because of the the Spider Sense Jammers, his mind was going—you know—giving him headaches and stuff. They eventually find like the goblin, Norman Osborn's lair with the goblin key. Uh, Peter poses as Spider-Man because he's not Spider-Man, you see, and fights them. Um, Event—you know—making ma- jokes along the way, like, "Hey, Ned Leeds—is Ned Leeds right? Or is it Jason McIndale? You know, two people I know who are dead." So a fight ensues. Um, eventually, the Spider Jammers are destroyed. Uh, Phil gets betrayed, like, the third time in the issue by, uh, Roddy, <laughs> who takes him away. Um, so with Roderick Kingsley back and clearly just defeating the new Hobgoblin, Peter says, well, that's the end of that chapter, and swings home the end.
0: Uh, there's a little Ock, the, the golden bot looking at him.
3: Oh, that that won't have anything to do with the next issue. oh Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, uh, well, this is, this actually is, uh, sort of interesting because I, I was kind of meh, ho hum on the first two parts of this three part story, Danger Zone. And, um, so I read this issue and I thought, I, I kind of like this. This was a nice action pad. I actually thought we got some decent action in this third part. I thought, uh, Kevin Coley's art was pretty good, especially during the third act when Spider Man shows up. Um, and there were some, there were some kind of niggles I had, you know, I thought that, uh, I thought that Max Modell is, you know, is like, you know, being a little bit obnoxiously dumb with the whole he doesn't know Peter Parker Spider Man thing, um, but overall I kind of liked it. And like when I was writing my review, I was you know typing it up. It was late at night, around eight or nine p.m. I was about to leave the office, and I filed this away. Uh, took my glasses off, put my jacket off, and was about to head home. But then Bertoni crashes through the window, saying, "Stop right there, Donovan Morgan Grant!
0: Stop right there before you go any further." I'm sorry. Well, he
3: did start singing that. I told him to stop.
0: A little meatloaf never hurts when you crash through the window. That's what I say. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so, like, I mean, he, he brought a lot of things to my attention, which really kind of take this thing down. Uh, pros. Um, if you go to the page, like the first establishing shot of the lair, you see two Green Goblin masks. One, I think the one on the left looks more Ditko-esque with the uh, eyebrows, and one on the right looks more Rubina-esque, which I thought was actually kind of cool. I thought, I thought where he was going also with Also, the gliders on the back wall, are that's homage to Amazing fourteen. Oh, yeah. I mean, you see a lot of Norman wearing continuity yeah. jokes because it's a yeah. of course. Um, so I, 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 I like that. I like the I like the fight generally. Um, and I thought it was it was a solid, you know, it's solid issue for the most part. Uh, the cons, I'm just going to list the cons. I'm not going to explain the cons. I think that the continuity point was uh, abrasive and egregious, especially when Peter says everyone remembers the Ditko issue where I dressed up as Spider-Man, but it was unmasked. Um, I oh, yeah. think that. Uh the fact that the original Hobgoblin is back and Peter does dick all about it is really annoying. I think that um I, I think I think it does end up a little a little too randomly with the whole uh like um what is Hobgoblin like I think he has some sort of like super villain franchise which I actually kind of like but it almost comes mm-hmm. out of nowhere. So like that kind of had me a little at a bit of a pause. And I know, I know this doesn't actually bother me as much, but it was sort of like, this is not really a con, but sort of like a middle, like, WTF kind of thing. The fact that Max Modell all of a sudden says, oh, by the way, I have a force field. What, you didn't know that? So I thought that was a little yeah. weird. But I kind of like this issue. I'll give it a C plus, but it does mm-hmm. have its flaws, which I know we'll get into later on. I, I, I didn't want to take anyone else's thunder. Right. Anybody else want to hop in and discuss this one?
2: Yeah, I'll go. Uh, um, unless Josh wants go, go first. Ahead. I know Josh has a lot to say. You want to go first, man? I'll I'll let you go. Okay. Um, I actually really like this issue. Um I think a lot of the stuff that uh you know Tom brings up is, is fairly valid, but for me it was I I care less about some silly little details when the issue overall is something that's fun and entertaining to me. When it's when it's not, that's when I start harping on the little stuff. Um and for this one, you know, I got Harry, I got Norman, I got Roddy, it's a goblin fiesta. You know, it was a good time. Um that, yeah, there are little things like, why in God's name was Norman kept in a regular hospital, like a bed away from Madam Web? When <laughs> we're about to find out that Doc Ock's body that can't even move is in the bottom of the raft inside a maximum security thing, but Norman frickin' Osborne is just sitting on a hospital bed.
0: Right next to a window. Yeah, <laughs> yeah an easy that's... escape. Yeah.
2: Um so yeah that that bothers me a little bit more than like anything else that was brought up, but on the whole I thought it was a really, really good end chapter, really fun.
0: He was in a more secure location when he was conscious. <laughs> <laughs> you know? They made a whole damn mini series about it.
3: The Conscious Norman Osborne part one of three.
0: Exactly. With a whole bunch of people we've never heard of, right, J R?
1: Absolutely.
3: Yeah.
0: What did
1: you by- think of it, J R? Well, I can't get past Virgil. You know, oh yeah, Norman I, Virgil Osborne. Virgil. It's like no, no, that's not Norman's middle name. Ugh. What um, is it? Well, it's certainly <laughs> anything but Virgil. You it's, know, <laughs> it's <laughs> that I, I always thought it would be. You know, I always thought it would be like his father's name. His father's name was Amberson, which is a nod to the magnificent Ambersons uh, Orson Welles movie. Um, but then, you know, so this
0: is the first time we've named had Norman's Norman's middle name.
1: Uh, as far as I know, yeah.
5: I feel like oh. it was in the Marvel Knights mini series, but I don't specifically remember.
2: Yeah, I don't want to argue with JR on Norman Osborn, but I felt like I had heard it before.
1: I I am not I'm not sure that it has or has not. I'm not 100% sure. I do know that in Marvel Knights Spider-Man we learned that he was 55 years old. Yeah, I thought that
3: uh, too. I remember
5: that. Yeah,
1: cuz you know, we you know, Spider-Man says, "You know, Jesus Christ, you're 55 years old. Stop this Green Goblin crap." But yeah. uh, I don't know. I might okay. look at it and see if his middle name's in there. What did you think of Harry getting a haircut, Jr.? <laughs> well,
0: <laughs> they balded him up. He's like the Kingpin with a kid. Yeah, I
1: I know. I, <laughs> I know. And then, like, if we talk about the – dead, you know, I mean, Deadpool's going to be really confused if he sees Harry again and uh, can't make fun of his hair, as we'll uh, – maybe as we'll talk about later <laughs> in the podcast. Uh, the, the stuff with the Osborne's made absolutely – no sense. I mean, I, I don't want to. Josh has got a lot to say, and, and I don't want to hold it up. But it's like, you know, why is Harry thinking he has to run from Norman because he's got to hide Stanley when Harry has another son that he doesn't obviously doesn't seem to give a rat's ass about? And then when Peter calls Harry and says, "Harry, what's the password to your dad's secret lair?" You know, any ninety nine point nine nine point nine nine percent of people would say, "What the f do you need that for, Peter?" Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow, and, 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 yeah. and of course, you know, and, and like you know, Norman should fire his IT guy, you know, because <laughs> he's not cha- he's not changed his password in in like years, you know. It's like you can't. Have, I, I have eight hundred passwords, and I keep for, and I forget half of them at any one time, and I have that, to change them every thirty, sixty, or ninety days. And Norman doesn't have maker. to change his password at all,
3: you know. Well, he's got that little. Uh... Uh, really
1: obvious ones. Mean, yeah, I mean, this, this, Hell, I got, is, this is what you, I can just see this happening. You know, Norman. Norman's running from Spider-Man or whatever, and he says, "Aha! You know, once I get into my secret lair, you know, you're doomed." And he starts punching in his his passcode, and then it says, uh, "Your password is expired. Please select a new password." You know,
0: what was his, what was the password? I'm looking through the book. Strom.
1: Oh, Strom. Okay, got it. Got it.
0: Hey, Hell, I got to I got to resend my passwords to order a pizza. I can't remember that even.
3: How does he even know about that?
5: What? Uh, because he's
0: the like goblin ones, right?
5: Because Norman uh, obviously trusts Harry very much so.
0: Oh, yeah, that's bad, too. Uh, let's see. Bertone, you want to hit it?
5: Yeah, oh. <laughs> first <laughs> of all, backs. yeah. When I, when I first read the preview before, like, the issue came out, and, like, oh, no, Max Modell, he's toast, this thing bounces off of him, and he says so casually, oh, did I forget to mention my force field?
0: I I didn't like that either.
5: I thought that that was ridiculous, and I like that they at least made it like a. When they explained it later on, it was like a practical force field working off of a cell phone battery, so it wasn't like, you know, because we were doing Clone Saga Chronicles last week, and like back then, like force fields that the Trainer family had were like, you know, Star Wars force fields, as opposed to this. Like, at least this one felt homemade. The Harry phone call. First of all, he assumes that Harry knows the codes, which, as we brought up, it's, why would Norman give Harry these codes? And and like J.R. said, why is it, like, isn't Peter, who's always worried about his secret, and then he's like, oh, no, what's Harry going to think, you know, when I ask for these codes? Harry doesn't question it at all. He just, like, picks up his son, like, oh, that Peter, always getting into trouble. Like I love that I, Harry's
3: bald, but like to be incognito, yet he still wears an ESU T-shirt to say who it is, who it is <laughs> <laughs> for no reason. <laughs> uh,
5: the ASM twelve reference was just there to be a reference to ASM twelve because like it doesn't make. He's like, oh, it's okay. I could impersonate Spider Man. You can. Yeah. Here's a time when I did it when it failed horribly and it didn't work and it doesn't help the situation by me mentioning it. Hmm. That would be like, oh, it's okay, Brad. I'll drive the car. You know, like remember last week when I drove the car and I crashed and everyone died. Let's. It's, it's, <laughs> it's
0: slot talk as we've we've mentioned before. It, it's expositional. Oh yes, uh, and on and, yeah.
5: and on the subject of slot talk, yeah. back in July 2010. When I interviewed Slot at San Diego to promote Big Time, sure. he was talking about who was going to be the new hobgoblin, you know, and like the whole guest. And he said, Oh, is it going to be Ned Leeds? Is it going to be Jason McIndale? And, I, and, and you can hear it in the interview. I'm like, Well, Ned Leeds is dead. Why would it be Ned Leeds? Then in Amazing Spider Man 649, when Felicia's taking her milk bath, oh, she's God. saying, oh, 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 who's the hobgoblin, Peter? Is it Ned Leeds? Is it Jason McIndale? Then this issue. <laughs> Peter's punching the Hobgoblin. He's like, hey, are you Ned Leeds? Are you Jason McIndale? So at this point, this is like almost up there with Marla Madison invented Spider-Slayers. First of all, if these three people, Dan Slott, Felicia Hardy, and Spider-Man are all saying the same line, that means that it's not the character's voice. That means that it's basically Dan Slott talking through the characters. Dan Slott saying, hey, I remember who the Hobgoblin is. And as I discussed with uh, Don and Chris... Peter has no reason to be guessing that it's these two people, because number one, he saw one of their bones get incinerated on live TV, and yeah, Goblin Formula, which Jason McIndale ever took anyway, Goblin Formula, whatever, people coming back from the dead, his bones were turned to ashes. Ned Leeds Peter worked very hard to clear Ned Leeds' name, and by the way, he was very upset about Ned dying. If you read Cla- Craven's Last Hunt, and even when he met up with the foreigner again in the nineties, he says, "You know, you still owe me for killing my friend Ned Leeds." So why is he joking about like, <laughs> like? like mm. Why? Oh, it's obviously Ned Leeds. It's like, no, no, this is Dan Slott saying, "I remember who the Hobgoblin is." I don't, <laughs> I don't remember Timothy Harrison's last name, but I don't know. <laughs> and again it's i hate it when when you when they do that because it's not the characters speaking as the characters would speak because three different people have said this and it's all the same variation of the line it's pointless and speaking of the and speaking of hobgoblin stories Goblins of the at the Gates, which was one of the last stories before the reboot, and I'll never forget this moment because JR had like a funny reaction to it in his essays. At the end, Peter's tired, he's beaten, he's gotta get the heck out of this burning building. And he looks at Norman Osborne fighting Roger Kingsley, he's like, uh Can I just leave them here to beat on each other and let them die? No, I can't do that. And I remember JR's essay. He says, well, why the hell can't he? Well, here, (laughs) Peter has the exact opposite reaction, like, oh, well, you know, I'll just leave these two to beat on each other. The exact opposite of Goblins at the Gate ending. Which, by the way, okay, you talk about letting the burglar go. You talk about that. You're letting Roger Kingsley go. This isn't mm-hmm. this. This isn't some street thug. This isn't the guy who attacked Betty Brant in an alley in that one issue that Aunt yeah. they like guilt in it. This is Roger Kingsley. <clears throat> he's a he's a murderer. He's he's like screwed up so many lives around you.
0: So the book bu- the book is taking you out of it because the character is so out of character.
5: Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, that- <laughs> this is like. <laughs> This is the anti-goblins at the gate, which by the way, if you read Goblins at the Gate, it further reinforces why Daniel Kingsley is not the hobgoblin, which once again, they didn't address in this book. But I'll get to more about the Daniel Kingsley situation in the message board question. For, the, because, for
0: those not in the, in the know, Goblins at the Gate and um, Spec, I think, Glenn
3: Greenberg. Uh, Luke Ross. What are the issues numbers of Goblins at the
5: Gate? Oh, it's it's like what the last Arkham Spectacular before Goblin of the Fox. It's five. 258,
3: 259, 260, or is it 259, sixty, 260, two sixty one, 261? Something like that. And that's one of JR's favorites, if
0: I remember correctly. <laughs> is it not? Well, Stern and, and Greenberg. Uh, Didn't you like Goblins at the Gate a lot, JR?
1: I, I said it was actually kind of underwhelming, particularly the way it oh. is.
0: Well, I, what's the one with the the looming uh Norman Osborne in the Clouds story that you love? did 250. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> my bad. My bad. I don't know my JR as well as I thought.
5: <laughs> the Mondbraid, you need to study up on your references. But yeah, I just that it's the exact opposite of that moment where he's like, "No, I can't leave them to kill each other. It's wrong of me to do." Whereas this, he's like, <laughs> "I'll just leave these two hobgoblin's to go. It's not like either of them will cause any further damage in anyone's <laughs> lives." <laughs>
0: Real quick, any other points, Josh, Did you hate? it? Any (laughs) pros? Yes, were there any pros to the book? Yes,
5: there is some pros. I did like Spider-Man working through his, like, you know, the whole Spider-Jammers thing and, you know, overcoming that. And then Kingpin's, like, foolishly, like, oh, this thing obviously doesn't work. No harm in me destroying this. I like Tiberius Stone running away, getting that text from Max Modell. Oh, by the way, you're fired.
2: You're fired.
5: (laughs) So uh, I, I liked those little things, but, you know... Like I said, the ASM12 reference. I'm not going to I'm not going to I'm not going to reference a car crash when I'm trying to convince you to let me drive somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good quote. That's a very good quote. Uh
0: we haven't heard from Chris.
4: Yeah, I'll, I don't have a whole lot to say, but um you know, of of all the of all the cons that Bertoni went through, I think the one that struck me the most was the fact that Peter just sort of left uh phil and kingsley to beat each other up um you know it's just i i understand that he was in bad fighting condition because of his spider sense going wonky but i i think he he was like almost too casually dismissing the fact that you know these killers are still on the loose and he's just like yeah they'll just it'll this problem just take care of itself i can go home now you know i yeah. think he would do something or at the very least if he had to leave he'd do it with like a, a heavier tracer yeah spider tracer that's a,
0: Yeah. Uh, damn right. Yeah. That,
4: yeah, I didn't even think of that. That's that's what he needed to do. Um, the
0: the prob- To play off your point, that, that bugs me as a Spider-Man fan also when he walks away from something that he knows is bad. Like in Spider-Man and, Man 2. That, well, I mean Amazing Fantasy 15. I mean it all goes back to that. That's a good where he point too. Away. Where he all he walks away from something bad and, and I love Spider-Man Two the movie and oh, oh actually that's what you were talking about it?
3: yeah time. I know what you mean I know, <laughs> I you, mentioned, you mentioned that before how you don't like that scene
0: yeah that that that's the only scene in that movie that I don't like is when the guy's getting robbed in the alley and he just walks away even though he doesn't have spider powers I think the character Peter Parker would go fight
4: and help somebody out after he lost his aunt, Uncle Ben
3: you go find again right. so
4: yeah I, and and
6: uh, you know not not
4: to come down too far. Uh, not to come down too hard on this issue because I, uh, I think like Kevin said, for the most part, just it was an entertaining issue. I, I enjoyed the action and suspense of the issue. We had a fight uh, between Spider-Man and two hobgoblins and the goblins are taking shots at each other during the fight and Max is caught up in it and the building's going to blow up and there's a bomb following Nora and the spider sense isn't working and so it's a good scenario. You know, of of all the issues that we are going to talk about today, it is the one that has the most fun action in it and so for that, I can't hate it.
0: Uh, let's go around the horn. Uh, grades. Josh, what's your grade? F. Oh, chris A uh, B. <laughs> JR? uh I gave it a c plus Kevin I give it an a don i mean um a c plus <laughs> a c plus i'm gonna give it a b minus um pretty much what everybody pointed out is there's just as many cons as there are pros i mean, if you would have gotten rid of some of the dumb stuff like the Max model cell phone. Shield. <laughs> can you imagine that app? I'm going to be downloading a shield right now. Well, at least he
3: didn't like just bring it like he was a mutant. Like, oh, yeah, I can tap into my membranes. Oh, yeah. Pop up.
0: Also, the sheer amount of times that Max Model, he has to know he's Spider-Man. I mean, there's no doubt after this issue that he should know. Right.
4: I, I was questioning in that scene with Harry. It actually forced me to doubt myself. Like, I was thinking, does – did Harry find out Spider-Man's identity in a scene that I missed in some comic book I skipped? Because it seemed like something that wouldn't, like Peter wouldn't do, and Harry wouldn't react to the way he did unless he knew, you know. Yeah. But I, I guess I didn't miss something. You guys convinced me of that.
1: I, I, All right. I don't want to belabor. Go ahead, Jared. No, I was about to say I didn't want to, you know, keep belaboring this issue because we got a really big one coming up, but. To me, yeah. this fails dramatically because I mean, t- this is obviously the last story arc, probably of Big Time, for example. You know, before we move on to, you know, Superior Spider-Man, and the the whole Big Time started when Phil became the Hobgoblin, and yet there's no final confrontation between Spider-Man and Phil at the end. I mean, it's it's like, to me, that's just that's just an awful ending. You know, I mean, Spider-Man should have knocked him through a wall at least. And then, you know, maybe <laughs> Kingsley would have saved him or something. But that's I just think that's that's bad. That's just really bad when you, you know, you start a story by, you know, your story starts by setting up this villain, you know, to fight the hero. And then you end it without having any kind of conversation. So, yeah, Spider-Man- what do you think?
0: Of, what do you think of Hobgoblin's new setup, Jr.?
1: Oh, he, he uh, starts villains around the world. That's actually that's. Kind of Norman's old playbook as well. Didn't Norman mm-hmm. help create supervillains for this infamous businessman's cabal?
0: There you go. <laughs> and and Kingsley is a thief. He'll steal any, anything Norman has. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I I I like the idea of uh, Hobgoblin setting up other villains.
3: Has Spiderman fought Phil in between Phil's first appearance in this in this storyline?
5: Has I feel, Phil? I, I feel like he has, but I can't name a specific time.
3: I was asking if Spider-Man fought the the second Hobgoblin, like, uh, you know, because he fought him in, in the, the beginning of Big Time, and he's fought him in this story. Has he fought him before this story? Like, you know. I don't
5: know. He's been in Spider-Girl, which was a, the Aranya series, and he he fought Randy Robertson for some reason in, in Hashtag. And he
2: fought <laughs> Venom in the Venom series. He battled yeah.
3: Randy Robertson.
0: <laughs> well, you
2: ready to move on to 698?
4: Let's do it.
0: Oh, something, Not much something happened
4: there. Uh, what is that again?
5: It's the return of the eagerly awaited character, Shashawn.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, who's got this one? I think our psychic friend named Chris has this one. Yeah.
4: Yeah. All right. They they said I was on drugs, Donovan. And, uh, and,
6: and,
4: and they said uh, – and I'm quoting you, Kevin – Quote, Dr. Octopus and Peter Parker's body is just such an incredibly stupid story that I do not want any part of it. <laughs> <laughs> and I say,
6: incredi- I say incredibly stupid, stupid like a slot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. oh so, no. here it is. This uh, man right story, here. A story where Dr. Octopus switches body with Spider-Man, just like I predicted months ago, and I win...
4: Order your Christmas right T-shirts now. I'm just, I'm just so happy. Like I read this issue, and my my pants just exploded with, with all, with all three fluids. And um,
2: uh-huh.
0: dude,
4: girl, all right. what in the world? <laughs> hey, hey, you're all
5: reading into his statement. You know, I guess like so. any ten know. year old knows that you know when your pants explode, it's a very horrifying experience. All right. It's
0: like when you sneeze and fart.
4: So, <laughs> all right. Let me just put this in just a little bit more because I saw on Dan Slott's Twitter, which is obviously essential reading for Spider-Man. You, you like, miss out. <laughs> you miss out on, like, half of continuity if you don't read that. But he said that he'd only seen one person predict the story more than a month away from it. And I, that's got to be me or someone who jumped on my bandwagon because I, I challenge anyone – who is listening to this podcast to find someone saying anything about this before September twenty first? Well,
3: we all know he loves the crawl space, so
4: yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. yeah yeah. Okay, so my review. The all right. Dude. So the the only reason I came up with my prediction is because it seemed like a logical and interesting place to take the story. So now that it happened, I think this is a logical and interesting place to take the story. Um, so. You know, nothing could have lived up to the hype. Um, you know, Dan Slot was telling uh, retailers that they haven't ordered enough copies. But even if you uh, take out all the hype and even if you assume that this is a story that's going to run its course and things will get back to normal like they always do, I still think it's a fun story. Um, the reason for that is, you know, you find out at the end that Peter and Ox switch bodies – But if you didn't see that coming, you you would have been reading Ock and Peter's body for the full issue without even knowing it, and maybe you could detect that something seemed slightly off. But if you if you read it with the knowledge that Spider-Man is really Doc Ock, you can start to catch on all the double meanings in the dialogue. Like when Spider-Man is talking about how he deserves some fun because of all he's been through, and uh, that it seems wrong to him that he's on the Avengers, and that scientific inventions are child's play for him, it, it all takes on a whole new meaning when you realize that this is actually Doc Ock talking. So pretty much every line in this issue is playfully designed in that way, uh, and it, and most of it's me as being extremely clever. Um, you know, it even plays off some of the, that expository dialogue that we um, complain about with Dan Slott. It has, yes, first, we do. Yeah. It, it here, like when, like it works, yeah. he's like thinking, how did I get this scar? Oh yeah. That was with my fight with the hobgoblins. You know, that that's Doc Ock accessing Peter Parker's memory. So everything's playing into it, like down to small details. Like when he goes to horizon, his hairstyle is more disheveled and he looks more like a mad scientist. Um, it's very interesting. Um, I, I think the characterization of Doc Ock is very interesting. He, you know, you'd think that he would go and try and like screw up Peter's life or something, but you know, he's really embracing it. Uh, he, he almost seems to even want to be a superhero. So it's it's interesting to see where they're going to take that if this story continues. Um, I don't really have a whole lot of cons for this issue other than, you know, it isn't the most action-packed, exciting issue. It's more a, a little bit of a novelty because you go back and read it and see how, what the double meanings are in every word. So, you know, it's the beginning of a story, not the climax, um, but for being, like, a really fun writing um, exercise, I would give this issue an A-. minus.
0: Cool. Uh, let's go around the horn. Let's do cons. Anybody have a con for this one?
3: It got me in trouble.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's
0: about it, though. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. We'll, we'll address it. Um, We we uh got in a little trouble with Marvel. We had a review up a couple days earlier. Because you couldn't go on the internet without seeing that image. You know, the, uh... Etc. The hello, Peter Parker. You're in the uh, bed, and I've switched your brain, so. <laughs> so so to speak. I freaky Friday'd you. Uh, <laughs> so I, I don apologized. I apologized, and and we took the review down, and, and uh, we moved on. And and I think everything's copacetic now. But uh, any other cons specifically about the issue? Did anybody dislike something in it? I don't think so. Because I, I liked it a lot.
5: I thought that the dialogue, when Peter as Oc or Awk as Peter is trying to get Mary Jane back, it's like Star Wars Episode Two like bad romance dialogue. But mm-hmm. maybe that's on purpose.
4: No, yeah. No. That's far. She wasn't comparing her to Sand or things <laughs> that are <laughs> Sand. Yeah.
1: JR, any dislikes I, that you that found really- in the issue? No, I, I like the issue. I, I I like the issue. I gave it an A minus. Uh, uh, I I really am interested in this storyline because I think that uh, you know if any Spider Man villain uh, is going to switch bodies with Peter Parker and it it actually makes some kind of twisted sense, it would be Doc Ock. Um, there's actually a lot of similarities between the two characters, and uh, you know you know Peter I mean even if he hadn't become Spider-Man and to become a and he had become a world you know famous scientist or whatever he still could have been a you know a, a socially awkward emo- egomaniacal scientist um, you know, in, in in his own way. So it's uh, I, the, the only thing I didn't like is is just the reference when Peter says, you know, tell or well, well, where Doc Ock tells Max, you know, my inventions have made Horizon millions. That goes back to the point I was making earlier. You know, well, if 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 that that's, if he's truly invented this stuff, then then Peter has got to have millions himself socked away. Yeah, he uh, so, yeah. should be hood rich. Absolutely. Exactly. They just kind of are ignoring that. So.
0: The only con I have is uh, the artwork I thought was okay, uh, except for the page where J. Jonah Jameson tries to uh, shock Otto Octavius' heart. I know it's not J. Jonah Jameson, but it sure does look like him. <laughs> I don't know if you can see that panel with the book in front of you, but it looks just like Oh, Jonah yeah. Jonah I that.
2: <laughs> Give him a mustache.
0: <laughs> Give him a mustache. That's J. J. Jonah Jameson. Dr. Jameson, you in New the R. Uh Like uh, Chris said, I actually found myself going back and rereading it again with the – with the um, thought that this is actually Otto's voice in Spider-Man's body, so that, that and it was very cleverly done. I'm trying to think of another example of where, well, I, actually Sixth Sense, where I went back and watched the movie again, knowing that spoiler, um, Bruce Willis is a ghost. <laughs> so what? Uh, I'm sorry, I'll never twenty year old t- spoiler, dude. I'm sorry, <laughs> <laughs> but
3: uh, I, I liked it a lot too. Any other pros? Well, can I go? Yeah, hit it. Uh, yeah, because when I first read this issue, um, when I wasn't supposed to, I I was ter- I was ready to rip this thing up. Like I was like, this sucks. This dialogue is atrocious. This is so much exposition. Uh, yeah. Hate 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 hate. Negative negative negative. And so like when I get to that page, and I um, I read this not being spoiled, so I got to that page, and and Chris's theory was in my head the entire time, so it wasn't like you know I never saw it coming, but the entire time I'm like, you know, this is really crap, crappy writing. So I got to that page, I was like, the crappy writing makes sense. And and it really does. <laughs> like, I feel that like I think this is the best issue of it made Spider Man's thoughts ever written. Because mm. not just because it sort of plays on my expectations on, on his limitations as a writer, but because the exhibition is, the exhibition is absolutely justified. And he gets I think this is a great voice for Doctor Octopus. Doctor Octopus is a villain who is not always done right, but when he's done right He's absolutely one of Spider-Man's best villains. Yep. So I think that like I can't get over, I, I'm looking at the page right now that, that you know I am Peter Parker. No, I'm Peter Parker. Yes, you are, bitch. Like uh, <laughs> <laughs> Doc
0: Ock hasn't get, been written good in ten years. I think more than ten years. I,
3: I think the last time he was written really well was uh, that JMS story. I really I, I really like that story, but like this one, I feel that like it's it's really it's really kind of like super villainish cheesy and you know just the idea of it but the way it's executed works really well i think the best comic book stories are the issues that could be told as a one shot and this is almost like a what if story we know like like the like the the death of spider-man whatever now obviously it's the first part to a storyline but in this singular issue it works really well i'm I'm not sure where it's going and i'm not all excited for it but i thought that slide did a really great job and i thought because it was so bad for peter at the end i was like you know what and the, the final shot of, of Spider Man says, "I don't care about all." And he sees Doctor Octopus troll facing. I thought, I like, "You know what? Thought totally had me." I'm not taking back what I said about him, but you know, in this in this instance, he really did uh, show his stripes
1: as a very talented writer. I give this an A plus. I, I kind of hope that uh, you know Doc will say things that Peter should say because you know when because yeah you know, when Jay when Jay Jameson starts on Peter again, I mean, frankly, I think that old bastard's due for a slapdown, and you know. <laughs> I mean, and, and, you know, Peter's about to take his head off and then Mary Jane interrupts. But, you know, here's what I think. You know, my my mother's been a widow for more than 10 years, you know, and if she remarried after all this time, the first time new hubby tried to tell me anything or got on my case, it would be the last. And I would say, look, old man. You are my mother's husband. You are not my father, never will be, and you are not going to tell me a goddamn thing. <laughs> and I, I really wanted to see Peter tell Jay that. <laughs> yeah, and I hope That'd that be... Doc Ock slash Peter does it. So.
0: And we want Peter to do. We want Ock to do things Peter wouldn't, and then the space of one issue, he's back with Mary Jane. Thanks. Boom.
1: And and, um, he, and he's working on backup plans too. After all, you know, winking at the I mean, ladies yeah. and. <laughs>
4: Man, let me spend yeah, I, I, I'd seen the, I'd seen the criticism by some people that you know, like this is saying that Doc Ock is like a better man than Spider Man is because he can, you know, do the right thing with Mary Jane, and I'm like, what issue are you reading? This guy's like winking at ladies. He's a complete slime ball. You know, all of this is going to implode. You know, this is his, you know, this is when the honeymoon period with this new life. You know everything's going right, but he's setting up the seeds for everything to go wrong for himself because that's who Doc Ock is. Yeah.
0: So. You guys ready to move on to six ninety nine? No,
4: you haven't hit me yet.
0: <laughs> well hop in, son. It's yeah. I mean.
2: <laughs>
5: no, it's uh it's typical slot exposition until you get to the reveal, which um uh i don 't know if I should bring this up or not, but what the heck, since I already you know started that thought, um, I was spoiled. I saw the page before um before I read the issue, but when I saw the page, I thought that it 's Peter visiting like Ock in jail, and then like the switch happens like when they 're alone together. So when I read the issue i 'm like, huh, seems like he 's already doc Ock, but unless this is a flashback, well, no, because he hasn 't visited him in jail yet man, Peter's acting weird. So even though I was spoiled, like I was still somewhat surprised when I got to it, and like everyone else hit up, the double meaning stuff is great. Like there are lines that you could like look and dissect, and this is the cleverest thing that I think Slot has ever done. Um, mm-hmm. the, the the this was great. I I enjoyed it, but you know, um, and we'll get into this more later. Um, he brought back Shishon, so um, for 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 all of like three panels, she wasn't served. Now that's.
0: Now, that's a continuity porn that you like. Well,
5: it, it would have been continuity porn if Aunt May would have been like, oh, Shashan, this is so much better than when you were sister-son, you know, and you were a leader. Of <laughs> she, she was the there. Would
3: she say
0: that? <laughs> yeah,
5: she was there doing her job. Like, it wasn't like – right. She,
0: and we haven't seen her since that issue with Flash.
5: Yeah, the the Greg Wiseman one, mm-hmm. um, like, yeah, si- yeah, 622. Yeah. So okay. let's go
0: around the horn for Greg. Before we do Kev? that, let's hear can. from
5: Kev.
2: Oh, all right, <laughs> Kev. <laughs> um, let's hear from Kev. Kev, what do you think? Well, Kev, um, <laughs> I, actually, uh. I like the issue. I thought it was a well-crafted reveal if he stayed off the internet, because the funny thing is I have been hearing Chris yelling about this for months, and I still didn't think it was happening at the end of this issue, because I, I think I was the only one that managed to avoid spoilers. Um, and the whole time I'm reading the thing thinking, man... Slot you know better than this. That is terrible Peter Parker dialogue. You are a better <laughs> writer than that. Stop it. What the hell are you doing? And then I get to the end and it all makes perfect sense and it's a you know, big light bulb moment. I'm going back thinking, Oh, that dear sweet woman, of course he says that. That got him an idiot. Yeah. So it was a well crafted reveal, it was a good use of the dialogue for uh Doc Ox slash Peter and it was some great Rich Elson art which uh thankfully I'm gonna be getting monthly and Morbius people mm mm-hmm.
0: Mhm. So uh, yeah, I like really? that. like that gonna be doing Morbius. Yeah. Huh. That's an interesting. Yeah, top stuff. tier. Oh, I, I, I didn't know that either. That's cool. You ready to go around the horn for grades? For Tony,
1: A plus.
0: Chris, A minus.
1: Jr, A minus.
0: Kevin, B plus. Don, you win this time slot. A plus. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give it an A also. Man, that was a round-the-horn good review by everyone. I don't remember the last time we gave so many A's. Do you? Well, we'll turn in to next issue. Or next month. <laughs> or next year.
5: <laughs> or <don't>. We're obviously <laughs> going to feel the same way about issue 700.
0: Well, I hope so. I hope... I- I hope so. All right, Don, a uh, amazing six ninety nine. Hit me with this one. I
3: nice was continuing with that word. <laughs> it a's on the brain. Okay, uh, <laughs> dying wish part two. Outside the box. This issue begins with Doctor Octopus, who is really Peter Parker, the Spectacular Spider Man, or should I should say, Amazing. The Superior. <laughs> well, we'll see about that. Anyway, he's yeah. he's, he's dying, uh, but the so wow. after after the doctors remind themselves that they took, took an oath to save people's lives they save him uh, <laughs> p- peter <laughs> that was awesome <laughs>
0: <laughs> after they take an oath to save people's lives and spit on them yeah <laughs> so
3: um peter's you know expo- ex, uh, expositing about you know in, in case they might have missed the last issue that like that slot hyped up Oh no, Dr. Octopus is in my body. He could, uh, the first thing he thinks about is, you know, he could ruin my reputation, which has never been ruined before. Or he could kill the <laughs> Avengers. Or he could go after Aunt May, Mary Jane, and that other guy. So, um, he, he has his he has worst case scenarios. He's, he figures because he's in Dr. Octopus's body, he can use his, uh, memories. But the only thing he can think about is being abused by his father, and then later on abusing Aunt May before the wedding. <laughs> so, um, after that, we, he figures out that the way Octopus uh, was able to rob his mind was, was during um, – it seemed to me that it was during Spider Island, but people on, online are saying it, was, it first started in 600. I don't know. But um, – and then it continued to enter the earth where basically every time Peter would jack one of his Octobots, Dr. Puck, Dr. Octopus would use that as sort of like an Ethernet cable to get into his head. Science! So um, after, <laughs> after some more pointlessness – uh, and we also, he also is talked to by the lizard who says, Hey, I'm actually Kurt Connors, but I won't do anything about it. So Peter tries to use the golden octopod to actually send, send for help. But all the gold octopod does is to input like a plan uh C or whatever, Sigma, something, something. So Hydro man and uh, paste pod Pete and um, the scorpion all break, break into the, the raft, I guess it's called. No one does anything to stop them and they uh, help Ak escape. Uh, Norbius wants to go but Ox says or Peter says no he does ask the lizard but the lizard feels like he wants to stay in his penance so he doesn't come along all he does is snort (laughs) yeah I can't do a snort otherwise I would try there you go that was more of a snore I apologize thank you lizard (laughs) so um uh, brains the supervillains the supervillains say so what's our plan next Dr. Octopus do we capture Spider-Man and kill him no I want him alive next 700 issues to live I mean 700 minutes to live so um that was what happens this issue wasn't nearly as awesome as the last issue and i really didn't think it was going to be uh just just by the nature of like how issue 698 was written but this one i was uh, like I, I i didn't mind uh, i was sort of like the inverse of eric's review and that like i didn't mind the first half but the second half kind of let me down um i thought that peter's kind of going peter kind of wrapping around a, Wrapping his head around the whole concept of what's happening was interesting, but I thought that the scenes – I'm not saying that these scenes didn't need to be there, but the scene of him trying to go for help and the supervillains breaking them out, I thought those could be quicker because I thought we were kind of just padded out and nothing much happened. I know things happened, but I didn't feel like they were happening. I didn't feel like this issue was worth checking out besides basic information. And I know – I see a lot of reviews online where they say this issue had it all. The supervillain showed up, and they freed Dr. Octopus. This issue had it all. I don't care about that. Make it interesting. So I I was kind of Mm -hmm. let down by that.
0: My question is when I read it, we'll get back to the infamous scene in it, but there was a scene that I noticed that I was trying to place who these villains are with their backs to the camera backlit. Uh, White Rabbit, I think, is one. Does Paladin have a purple glove? What's a Paladin? <laughs>
4: Paladin's a mercenary for hire. Um I bet I bet the purple glove is uh the green goblin because every other villain gets a silhouette, but that one's supposed to be especially mysterious.
0: And
3: there's a green there's background.
4: A, yeah.
0: There's, yeah, that's true. And there's a Chris was right, cool. Christmas right like part too. Oh my god, Chris is calling it right in here <laughs> There's a dude with a sword and a hood. That's Ben Riley.
5: Uh <laughs> No, that, that that could be the hobgoblin cuz uh he has the flaming sword. Yes.
0: And, and, and he's got a hundred with long hair and I don't know absolutely no idea who that. Willow the wisp. Of course. Willow the wisp, bring that guy back.
5: Oh yes. Great. Don,
0: let's let's hit you up with the infamous scene. Since you're reviewing this one, you're in charge of this one a little bit. Um he's he accesses ox memories. Okay. Um, and in, in the process of that, he flashed back to, what is it, Amazing
3: 130? Is that it? It's a Jerry Conway issue, I remember. Um, I don't know the actual issue, because when Peter, when we first find out with Peter that Aunt May and Mary... And, uh, Mary Jane. <laughs> Aunt May and Dr. Octopus are going to get married. Like, they're already at the altar. So, like, this scene could be the issue before, the after, issue after. But basically, it's around that time where Aunt May is, like, you know, slipping, Doc tongue o- and Tongue, saying, oh, Otto, stop being such a funny duddy Aunt May? No one's going to know we did this before the wedding. It'll be our little secret. No! Stop! Ah! and uh, I really don't like this. Uh, <laughs> we're we're not supposed to. <laughs> it's like Chris and I had a kind of uh, you know discussion. I, I hesitate to say it because I I don't think to care. You but had an internet and, feud. Yeah, well, we we cosplayed that slot in John Byrne by by basically debating whether this was implied to be just is Peter kissing his aunt or is is Peter boning his aunt. And like, and obviously, it's left to be up for your interpretation. Um, I will actually say that you know, I will say that obviously it, it can be whatever you want it to be. You don't have to imagine the worst case scenario. But what informers? I, I think you're if you're over fifteen at sex. Well, I mean, what in- I I don't know. <laughs> well, I was gonna say real quick, and Chris can uh, uh, counteract. But what informs My thoughts on it is that. This entire post One More Day run has been so free to show not only sexuality and Spir- Amazing Spider Man, but that Aunt May has been sexually active. Now, I'm, not, I'm not trying to, you know, berate her for doing that, but to me, like, like the, the frequent instances of sex put in my head that the worst case scenario in this instance, uh, even before their wedding, which I know it's ridiculous, but even before their wedding, it put in my head the idea of Dr. Octopus and Aunt May. Um, having some premarital fun before their actual walk down the altar. And I'm not saying that that's obviously what happened, but I don't think it's in the, out of the, outside the realm of possibility in this current run. I defer to uh, Crazy Chris.
6: Well, I just look at this,
4: this panel, and I see that Aunt May is already in her wedding dress, and we know that this is before the um wedding. And not, not she's not just in her wedding dress, but she has these flowers like carefully arranged into her hair and, and you know, she is ready to go down the aisle. You no know yeah. Yeah, <laughs> very funny. But um but you know like so so the people who are trying to read sex into this scene are saying that she had sex in the window between being fully prepared for her wedding, dressed in everything, um and uh actually going through the ceremony. And I f- I find that to be a strange reading because in order to imagine that, you you have to do some problem solving to figure out, you know, how how the mechanics work when you're in, already in your wedding dress. And, you know, if you want to go down that road, I guess technically the issue allows you to do it. But I think the fact that she's already prepared for a wedding at least discourages you from taking it that far. And that what do you I guess think that's happened? my two cents. How do you interpret it? I I mean, well, you know... He said oral yeah, sex. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, oh, I'm my God, like, we're having this talk. You know, <laughs> oh, I'm thinking, no. you know, you, it's got to be... They, it's gotta be something more than just kissing, otherwise they wouldn't make it so vague, right? You know why, why draw attention to, you know, no one's gonna know we did this before the wedding, but it can't be something she needs to take her clothes off for, so you know, it's got I mean blowjobs, you know. Yeah, it's
3: like you know, if it was just a kiss, just make it obviously a kiss. If it's if it's more than that, then why is she saying no one's going to know we did this? Like, no one talks about a kiss that way.
0: Well, it also wouldn't invoke Spider Man screaming. A kiss doesn't invoke screaming. Well, yeah, because- well
4: no, because Brad, let yeah. me explain why it does. Because he is actually experiencing the feelings of what of Doc Ock's memory. Like when his dad the memory of his dad hits him, he actually feels the pain. He draws attention to that. So like it's not just Peter is visualizing his aunt kissing, he is actually feeling her kissing him in a romantic way. And this is his mother figure. And so it sort of has old, like this
2: old, old woman.
3: <laughs> Steve Dickel yeah. drawn on the way. So, you know, uh, that, to
2: correct awesome.
0: self Amazing one thirty one back in April of seventy four is the issue we're referencing.
5: When when Chris puts it that way, that's a more convincing argument than everything else I've heard. I yeah,
6: just uh, ass-
5: I just assume that she was in her wedding dress because that was like the continuity, like drawn way to like say, Hey, this is back when Doc Ock and Aunt May almost got married and that like the sex was irrelevant because like the wedding dress was just a continuity thing now I I thought it's weird that they're going this route when I read it I didn't think anything of it the thing that ticks me off is that slot made a tweet in Oct- on October twelfth, ASM 699 page 6 which is what it is before the ads panel 5 is one of the most in big letters disturbing images concepts in a spidey book ugh hashtag if you don't get grossed out by it seek professional help two months later Oh my God! You guys are grossed out by this. You all need professional help. <laughs> <laughs>
4: it's it's like, like, well, like the second time he said you. If you are grossed out of it, he actually did. He say that you need professional help.
5: Um. Somebody put it on the board. Let me. It, 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 those aren't the exact words. I'm paraphrasing to you know for the point of parody and to make a point. I'm yeah. Right.
3: Professional help was used. That, that, that term was used. It, 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 it,
5: the word professional help almost most definitely was used. I'll find it and I'll read it in about however long it takes it to load. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: let's go around uh pros cons and we're going to hit the Aunt May uh, oh, that sounds bad. Yeah. We're going to hit the Ant May topic up a little bit.
4: Uh pros who wants to hop in first for this one? I'll just do it. OK, um, I, I the, the the pro, the biggest pro to me is that this issue is uh, displaying Peter's resourcefulness because he mm-hmm. is in such a dire situation where he's dying and he's trapped underneath all these levels of protection. That's um, how Dan, Dan Slott described that rather well. And uh, but he has to dig into his. Um, Hit Doc Ock's memories and figure out Doc Ock's contingency plans and manages to actually escape from the prison with that little going on his side. So I, I felt like that was a good um, comeback for Spider Man. Um, so,
2: okay, that's my two cents. Yeah, I'm struggling for some pros here.
4: Mm.
2: <laughs> um, Didn't did, did like it, dude, huh? No, because the thing is, it just. 698, I thought, was so well crafted. And ended with so, this amazing, uh, you know, unexpected—not well, to Chris—thing uh, that um, <laughs>
4: <laughs> predictable.
2: Well, not only not only is it Doc Ock in Peter's body, but then at the end of the issue, Peter dies in Doctor Octopus's body, and you're like, "Holy hell, where are we going from here?" And then the next issue is, "Oh, not dead." Just trucking along, kissing that my aunt, having some it. memories. Oh, we're gonna do more abusive father stuff because we don't see that often enough in Venom. And we can keep going. I'm gonna call some supervillains. Smack, smack, Morbius. Nobody likes you. Random <laughs> lizard wants to remind you that he's actually Connors in the lizard's body, even though there's no reason in the world to tell you that. It just it kind of destroyed the interest that 698 had given me in this whole you know, number 700 Fiesta celebration thing. So I I think it really, really worked against itself, at least for me.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: Plus, the art took a huge dive. Really, I I, I liked it. I thought this was maybe... I've I've liked Ramos a lot more since the start of Big Time, and I think this is one of the weakest uh, efforts I've seen from him in all that time. It was a lot sloppier than he's been lately. Ryan. And right and after he, Rich Elson, it just that was not a good time to give me some more Humberto Ramos.
3: Oh, i have a pro. <laughs> Real quick, hit it. I do like when Peter is like, you know, I don't want to say fantasizing, but you know, thinking about you know the possible, the dark possibilities of Doctor Octopus in his body. And there's that scene with uh, Aunt May and um, other guy where he's like, Peter, if you're okay with it, your aunt and I would like to make you the executor in our affairs. Of course, Jay. As he. Poisons their drink. I thought
5: that was pretty funny. It, yeah. At least wait till they sign over. You know, you as the executor, man. <laughs> I like.
4: How, I like how that panel implies that he was already starting to poison their drinks before he said that he was going to be the executor. <laughs> oh, yeah. What a
2: fortuitous turn of events! I was
1: going to kill you anyway. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't heard. We haven't heard from Jr. Because he hated it. I was dis. Ha- I was disappointed in the issue. I was disappointed in the issue. Um. Because it has, I mean, 698, I mean, it's like, oh, God, I can't wait till what happens next. You Mm -hmm. know, I mean, it's like a a cliffhanger. You know, you see a cliffhanger and, oh, will the hero escape? And then you open the next issue up and it starts on some domestic scene featuring supporting characters you really don't care about, blah, 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 (laughs) blah. It's like, you know, get to the good stuff. And while I understand that you can't, you know, I mean, you've already set this up you know, that they've switched bodies. So then the next question really is, how did they do it? So you do have to answer that question. Well, I guess maybe you don't. I mean, after all, this is a guy who who said that, uh, who uh, uh, did the uh, fake Hobgoblin thing. The Hobgoblin is really Daniel, but then yeah. didn't feel he needed to explain it because, hey, you read comic books, guys. Uh, <laughs> but
0: <laughs> I think if he didn't explain it, we'd bitch.
5: <laughs> it, it, it's just funny, though, he... It,
1: it's just funny. He It's like he picks and chooses what he feels he needs to explain. You know, and you know, yeah. and I'm sorry. I mean, come on. You know that comic book fans, I mean, that's what we are. We're anal. You know, yeah. we like everything to add up. We like the answers. And we know when we're being screwed with and cheated, and or you're either too lazy or you're just being, you know, being snotty and, and decide not to give us an answer. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, in the, in the Hobgoblin thing, I think he's either being lazy or just, you know, just trying to be a pill. Um <laughs> but you, no, I mean you. Ha- I guess you have to have this issue. But you know, still with such a strong send up in six ninety eight, you really want to see what happens next. And so this was kind of a letdown. Uh, and uh, and so I, I give it overall a C. Come. Okay. Uh, any con? Well, we've
0: already gone through cons. You want to go around the horn, unless anybody has a final thought on it. Let's go around for grades.
5: Uh, I haven't gone. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, so Peter's like, uh, should I go to the Avengers? Nah. And then later on in the issue when Pace Pod Pete's, like, helping him, he's like, I can't believe my life is in the hands of Pace Pod Pete. And then it's like, your life is in his hands because you couldn't, you know, man up and go to Captain America. Who's
3: had this exact same experience happen to him and would believe you?
5: Mm. With the Red (laughs) skull? Does
3: no one remember that?
2: Three it's the Marvel, Marvel Universe. Who hasn't had something like this happen
3: to him?
0: <laughs> i was like, Jay Jonah Jameson's had this happen Thursdays. <laughs> you know, what, what issue of did that happened? was it, wasn't the whole
3: Captain America, like, when he died, uh, but actually did was it, wasn't, I, I, I didn't actually read this, but I looked this up, because I, I remember hearing about it. Didn't the Red Skull, like, took over his body and try to kill Sharon Carter, but Cap was going through time, a la Batman? Like, wasn't that his exact situation? So wouldn't, if Dr. Octopus said, help, I'm really Spider-Man, please help me, Dr. Octopus took over my brain. I don't think Captain America would be like, Liar and kill him on the spot.
0: Well, it happened to Lindsay Lohan and Jamie Lee Curtis. I know that much. And all also...
3: <laughs> well, that's DC. That's not Marvel. I'm a... <laughs> <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Wait a minute. What? There's a
0: Jamie Lee Curtis in the DC
3: universe. <laughs> and i turn it oh, do, you, are you guys? Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, yeah, this yeah. I'm so recently to the leader of the Avengers. Then Peter's saying the Avengers would never believe me is like, I mean, don't don't be dense, lot. Come on.
5: I understand that if, that if he goes to them, the story's over. You can't do that. But, like, come up with a better reason than, nah.
0: Exactly. <laughs> Don't believe me, yeah. I hear you.
2: Yeah, the main three Avengers, when you think about it, you've got Cap, who was just tumbling through time. Uh, you've got Iron Man, who just went through a whole disassembling his brain thing. And you've got Thor, <laughs> who kind of also lives in another dude's body.
3: <laughs>
2: so... Yeah, I yeah. wouldn't believe him. Don't
5: worry about it. <laughs> nah, no,
0: nah, no. Nah. Anything else for Tony?
5: Uh, th- that's it. It, it. it was uh, you know, pretty much uh, kind of a not exposition issue, but like move the story from point A to point B issue. Even though, like, really, you can sum it up in that, like, you know, Spider-Man doesn't die, and the villains help him get out of jail, and we get a little bit of explanation, and then John Byrne and Dan Slott fight to the death over a volcano.
0: That's that's our next topic. Uh before we do that. Let's do uh grades around the horn. Bertoni?
4: B
5: minus.
0: Chris?
6: Uh
4: B.
2: Jr. C. Cal? Solid D. Donovan. C minus. I'll
0: give it a B also. All right. We alluded to the slot versus burn thing. Uh they actually had a fight, uh online fight. That never happens on the internet.
3: <laughs> not not in last wasn't it the time last year that, that the Facebook thing happened?
0: The Wacker and uh um, yeah, in December. And uh, who did he fight it the Wacker fight?
5: GMS. GMS.
0: Yeah. And a year ago or so we had a dramatic reading of what went down. <laughs> and we're gonna do this again. So <laughs> who's playing who? I'm John Byrne.
4: Okay, who who is Mr. Slot? I'll let I was gonna do it because uh, I, we brought this up, but since uh, Kevin's so well trained, Chris, Chris, what? read it. Are you, <laughs> Kevin, do it. I want to <laughs> hear Chris? your I want to hear your slot.
2: Uh, I don't like the sound of that at all.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
4: I saw it coming but a do, mile do, away, it,
2: It's it's like yeah, it's it's you too. It's your all's argument. Read all right, it. all
4: right. Yeah, fair fair enough. Fair Don't enough. forget okay. to add in
2: Kevin, references.
4: To Kevin, hey, be, be the uh, poster who gets like one line in after Slot says it. Okay, where's where that rip? It's uh, posters, posters <laughs> arguing back and forth a little to one exchange. You be okay. that guy. Okay. But anyway, all right, I, I'm, I'm, I'm. All right. Basically, they're arguing yeah.
0: about the Aunt May scene. What it was? If it was sex, was it a kiss? Was it a blah blah blah? So reading for Mr. Slot. Would be Chris. Go ahead. Start it, Chris. Can every... I
6: fucked it (laughs) up.
4: Okay, edit edit out my language. That was not intentional. Um,
6: Can everyone please calm down? Aunt May is clearly fully clothed. A bride isn't supposed to see the groom before the wedding. Only a kiss is foreshadowed. The sequence is one that takes place between panels. If an eight-year-old read this, it would be about getting a kiss on the lips from your aunt. Like mm. all sequences that take place between panels, everything is left to the reader's imagination. The entire scene is only as sick or icky as your own mind makes it.
0: When he, he stresses the words, that's in all caps. Yeah.
4: That's like Kev!
2: The uh, intent of the scene is very clear.
0: No, no, no! You're you're the the above, huh?
3: Oh, that's that, no, that's him. No, that's that's.
0: Oh, that was him? Oh, I got it! I got it! I'm, I'm, I'm screwing it up. Go ahead. All right, now Mr. Byrne comes in. Yeah. Byrne's Canadian,
3: right? <laughs>
6: <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> Looks to me like it says more about that author desperately backpedaling, eh?
4: Whoa! <laughs> <What>? <laughs> <laughs> okay, for that. <laughs> Oh,
6: come on! You people read comics? Some of you make them. We all know about the magic between the panels when we purposefully leave it to the reader to make up their own visuals in their heads. Even in a worst-case scenario that some of you are posting, wouldn't Peter also scream if he saw Aunt May start to take off her clothes? When the scene takes place in your head, you control how long the scene goes on and what happens. She is fully clothed in the panel before, and she's an octogenarian. How fast do you think she could get out of that wedding dress in the timing of those two panels? <laughs> Just how far someone wish to take this scene in their own mind is entirely up to them. John Byrne himself wrote and drew scenes where mind controlled Superman and Big Barda made a porn movie. <laughs> but he kept the scene tasteful by having the characters watch the video with the TV that was off the panel. This is even more tame. It's not even off panel, it's a moment between the gutters. <laughs> <laughs> this is a lot of unwarranted outrage over a sequence, while shocking-slash-silly was something that organically came out of the story. A lot of fans were wondering, <laughs> <be> <laughs> would Otto and May's history be addressed?
1: Huh. <sighs> And, story. ladies and gentlemen, that is Chris Lennis pretending to be Dan Slott <laughs> as if he were played by Sean Penn in Fast Times The Rich Mountain. <laughs> <Lottie.
0: laughs> <laughs> All right, Dan Slott, uh, let's see. i I think. Burn replied with a Photoshop of a robot with a baloney detector. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't even know where
3: he's. <laughs> All right, Dan, you're up. As we know, as we know it's impossible to have sex of any kind with... Of As we know, it's impossible to have sex of any
4: kind with clothes on, eh? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so John, John I-, I think you need to get your baloney detector checked, winky face. Ouch. <laughs>
5: <laughs> that sounds like an insult that like a preschooler would say.
6: You're a winky
5: face. <laughs> oh, you winky face. All
6: when, right. when you look you at the page... When you look at the page in context or read the issue as a whole, whenever we showed those memory flashes, every single one of them was a quick flash of one moment in time. Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) Going by how every other memory flash played out, there really wouldn't be a time to get anything truly salacious. But was that scene constructed to allow readers to reach the worst possible outcome that their own minds could take them to? Absolutely. We left that to their own devices. I have already received a very nice fan mail slash email from the father of a 10-year-old who said that it was icky that Peter watched Aunt May kiss him. With all scenes that take place between panels, it's in the eye of the beholder.
3: <laughs> oh hey hey, hey
6: hey 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 hey
3: So many ten year olds reading Marvel comics these days. Why well, they're the target audience of course. So no chance at all anyone read <laughs> anything more than a kiss in that scene. Except why not show a kiss
6: if a kiss is all there
3: is? Oh, because you want it to be up to the readers. As long as they read it as a kiss. Hey? Um what was that? Oh my! That <laughs> <Next>, was like <laughs> Super Mario at one point.
0: You started in Canada and ended up in Spain.
1: <laughs> you know I, I think. I, I <laughs> think goodness. after listening to Don try to do Canadian, he has lost <laughs> all moral authority to complain about how African American characters were written in the
2: seventies.
0: <laughs> hey. All right. <laughs>
6: all right this plot. Actually, John, there are many 10 year olds reading Marvel comics. I met a bunch of them at a signing two nights ago and kids of all ages come by the Marvel booth at cons. Smiley face. And no, of course, we wanted to leave the moment up to everyone's imagination and not put limits on it. Back when you did that scene from Action Comics that I mentioned earlier, (laughs) did you think ten-year-olds were reading the sequence where Superman and Big Barda made a porn film?
4: Jesus Christ. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) MC.
6: Bravo,
0: bravo. <laughs> the, I, I love it when Canadians and writers fight.
5: <laughs> there, there actually is more, but the thread was deleted before um like some yeah. screen caps could be made because apparently Brad and I were researching last night slot made like a post like where he basically like left the topic or something like walked off stage and like nobody no, has dropped. been able to screen cap it. Yeah, he, he dropped, dropped the mic. Yeah. He dropped the microphone or dropped the keyboard.
0: And um I, I'm going to ask for uh, Dan Slot to read one more line. He uh, wrote this back on October 12th of this year. Wasn't all caps? Uh, n- well, there is some disturbing images. This- <laughs> uh, we oh, we found no, Adrian. <laughs> <laughs> we found a t- tweet. What's the past tense of a tweet? No, How you don't, you don't want to know that. <laughs> I was about
4: to say it too, but I realized uh, that's going to get censored. Uh, so uh, this is what Dan
0: Slott was thinking when he wrote it. So Mr. Slott, can you read that for
6: us? ASM number 699 slash page 6 slash panel 5 is one of the most disturbing images slash concepts in a Spidey book. Ugh! Hashtag if you don't get grossed out by it, seek professional help. <laughs> and
0: then I'll play Grizz. At Dan Slot. I hope it's Peter making love to Aunt May.
6: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Grizz was right. The next t-shirt campaign. Grizz was right back on October 12th. He's bought a lottery ticket. He's a millionaire now.
3: Oh, um, that was fun. I'm a very uncreative man, so I didn't want to <laughs> be malicious. <laughs> any thoughts on this whole fight Kevin dude
2: that was me. exhausting that was exhausting <laughs> I don't know what other <laughs> thoughts I can put into it I mean it's you know, yeah uh, We I, I do think it's funny as it's been pointed out that basically Dan Slott and John Byrne had the same fight that Donovan and Chris had on our message board uh, <laughs> I'm not sure how either of them feels about taking the side of either of those guys um <laughs> Yeah, that, that but, made me want to I'm stop. It. <laughs> but yeah, the fact that <laughs> the guy that did the original uh, Amazing Spider-Man reboot that, you know, let's kindly call it a flop, is coming back to insult your stuff, that's that's ballsy. <laughs> that is brazen.
0: Well, S- Slot went into enemy territory by on the burn board when he wrote this.
2: Oh, <laughs> so he, he
0: infiltrated the, the burn board and did that? Yeah, this is where it was posted. It was on the burn board. No, I so know. he went he to he his house. <laughs> Falls a breezen I tell you what, from JR. What do you th- what do you
1: think when pros fight?
3: It's funny.
1: Yeah, you know, and then and then they tell us to grow up.
6: <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's true.
0: They probably both wrote it in their basement.
6: As- My baloney <laughs> the- detector works better than your baloney detectors. Uh uh-uh. uh <laughs>
5: What I got from that is that either John Byrne knows how to use Photoshop or maybe there's an image of that lying around somewhere.
2: I think the like, reason the dance lot thought need to be checked is because Burns actually detects Canadian
5: bacon.
1: <laughs>
5: <laughs> and somewhere George Berryman has woken up. Um as the person who, as the person who works with kids for a living Ten-year-olds these days do not use the word icky. Like, this isn't, like, leave it to beaver 1950s. In fact, like, most ten-year-olds these days have, like, a very clear idea of what sex is and read into it, unfortunately, due to the the sexualization of culture. But I did find the tweet that Dan Slot was talking about last night where, like, the dad's like, oh, yeah, my son thought that the scene was gross. But he didn't use the word icky. That's a Dan Slot translation.
3: make it sound cuter?
5: Yeah, yeah, cute. Yeah, like, like, leave it to Beaver or something. Like, these kids in their overalls with their, like, little tin lunchbox that came home from school reading the, the rape, the amazing rape comic, going, I I- icky. Leave
3: even the Beaver was more like, you know, gosh, shucks, I-, I swear I will, kind
0: of thing. You were really hard on the Beaver last night. <laughs> <Lord>. uh, <laughs> you know I was. Let's, what, what, uh, any other, uh, final thoughts before we move on to another creator fight? Let's I, ap- move I on. apologize.
4: What? I apologize to Dan Slot for my horrible impression of him. Um, it's not meant to sound like how he actually talks. It's just how like the writing came across to me in tone.
0: The words you emphasized in caps. That's what he was. Yeah, meant for, for humor, not for accuracy. And that's a wrap on this episode. Before we go, I want to give another shout out to our sponsor, MailOrderComics.com. dot com. Another example of their great prices is on Superior Spider-Man number four. In this one, the new Spidey goes up against Massacre. He's that dude, he's got a plate in his head, kind of like Cousin Eddie from National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. The cover price is $3.99. Mail Order has it for just $2.47, which is 38% off the cover price. So check them out at mailordercomics.com. Thanks for listening, gang. I'm your host and webmaster, Brad Douglas, for the thespidermancrawlspace.com.